Hello and again welcome to UCA News weekly news summary about and of interest to the church in Asia. I'm John Lawrenson. This week Asian Catholics joined the faithful across the globe on Ash Wednesday to mark the holy season of Lent ahead of Easter. Asian nations have continued their struggle for democratic and civil rights in repressive regimes including military dictatorship. These and more to come stay with us. In the Philippines, Asia's most Catholic nation, bishops issued a special message to millions of faithful just ahead of Ash Wednesday and urged them to keep up their hopes amid pain in challenging times. The prelates reminded Catholics that life is not only about the suffering and death of Christ on the cross, but also about his resurrection. Catholic Bishops' Conference of the Philippines Vice President, Bishop Pablo Vergilio David, said the Lenten season does not only call upon churchgoers to practice fasting and abstinence, but to do works of mercy for the poor and the nation. He asked people to remember the sacrifices of victims in society, particularly the families of drug war victims. A Filipino ecumenical group of university students and young theologians called on Christians to become modern-day prophets by putting actions over words during Lent. The group said that in addition to fasting and abstinence, Christians must accomplish acts of justice and speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves and the rights of all who are destitute, poor and needy. Meanwhile, rights and church groups in the Philippines strongly criticised the police following a raid on a Catholic university that led to the arrest of teachers and students on Monday. Police stormed into the University of San Carlos in Cebu City and called it a rescue operation to save students undergoing training as future terrorists. They arrested seven adults and 19 minors. The raid took place at a retreat house on the university's campus that indigenous LUMADs had turned into an educational centre. The government often accuses LUMADs of being members of the banned Communist Party whose armed wing has been involved in a decades-old insurgency. The Society of the Divine Word congregation that runs the university hit back at the police by terming the allegations baseless and said the teachers and students were part of a Catholic education programme and were staying on campus due to COVID-19 restrictions. In Indonesia, more than 5,000 people, including 3,000 Catholics, fled their homes in the restive Papua region following clashes between security forces and a separatist group. The violence flared in Bilogai in Intanjaya district between security forces and members of the Papua Independence Organization on February the 10th. Clashes erupted after a villager suspected of being an informer was shot and wounded by the rebels. Two days later, a soldier was also shot and wounded. Of those who fled their homes, at least 600 sought refuge at St Michael's Church in Bilugai. Papua is a mineral-rich Christian-majority region that has been plagued by a pro-independence armed insurgency since the 1960s that has left tens of thousands of civilians and armed personnel dead. In Thailand, police have come under widespread condemnation after brutal attacks on peaceful pro-democracy protesters in capital Bangkok that left many protesters and some officers injured. The videos of the violence last Saturday went viral on social media and sparked a massive public outcry. 
One of the videos showed police officers in riot gear pummeling an unarmed man who posed no threat to them. He was cursed, beaten and kicked as he lay on the ground, bloodied. A pro-democracy protester told UCA News that police and army in Thailand think they are above the law and they can beat us because they know nothing will happen to them. For months, protests have engulfed Thailand with demonstrators calling for democracy and for reform of the Thai monarchy. In retaliation, the government, led by former military chief Prayut Chanucha, has charged protesters and activists with numerous sedition and royal defamation cases, drawing strong criticism from rights groups and the United Nations. The Japanese government's decision to discharge radioactive water from the damaged Fukushima nuclear power plant into the sea has drawn opposition from Catholic bishops in South Korea and Japan. In a joint statement, they urged a rethink on the plan to release tritium-containing water into the ocean. They warned that the release of contaminated water will have negative impacts on people and nature. Following years of debate over the disposal of the liquid, which includes water used to cool the Fukushima plant that was hit by a massive tsunami and earthquake in 2011, Japanese authorities have decided to release a million tonnes of treated water into the sea. The initial plan was to start releasing the water from 2022, but a final decision has not been made. Scientists, environmentalists and fishing groups have opposed the idea, citing possible risks. Catholics in Macau have welcomed the Lunar New Year of the Ox by connecting their religious faith with Chinese culture and tradition. The faithful joined special Thanksgiving masses to honour Our Lady of China and to embrace the first day of the New Year. In the former Portuguese colony, which is now a special administrative region of China, the tradition of connecting faith with culture for the Lunar New Year has been in place since the time of Macau Diocese's last Portuguese bishop, Dr. Aquiminio Rodriguez de Costa, from 1976 to 1983. The Macau Church has accepted local culture and combined it with the faith and Chinese culture and Catholic teachings have intermingled without any conflicts, according to local parishioners. Macau Diocese, erected by Pope Gregory XIII in 1576, has some 30,000 Catholics in nine parishes. In Hindu-majority India, church leaders have expressed concerns after the government of Prime Minister Narendra Modi of the pro-Hindu Bharatiya Janata Party reiterated that socially backward Dalit people who converted to Christianity or Islam will not be allowed to contest elections. Church leaders said such a stance will only add to the social and economic backwardness of Dalits or former untouchables. Of the 543 seats in India's parliament, 84 are reserved for 200 million Dalit people, officially known as scheduled castes, and 47 are reserved for 104 million scheduled tribes. Election rules allow only Dalit or tribal people to contest seats reserved for them. A 1950 constitutional order denied social and political benefits meant for Dalit people to non-Hindus. The order was later amended to include Buddhists and Sikhs in the benefits, but Christians and Muslims were left out on grounds that their religions do not follow the caste system. 
In 2004, Dalit Christians filed a petition in the Supreme Court against the discrimination, but it is still pending. Dalit Christian leaders claim 80% of about 30 million Indian Christians are of Dalit origin, but the government says 33% of Indian Christians are Dalits and disadvantaged tribal Christians form another 33%. On a positive note in Pakistan, a court has ordered the release from a shelter home of a teenage Christian girl who was abducted, forcibly converted to Islam and married to a 45-year-old Muslim man. Faisalabad's session court on Tuesday also allowed Farah Shaheen, 13, to rejoin her family. Since June last year, Farah's parents had been struggling for her recovery and had complained to police about the kidnapping of their daughter by three Muslims from their house in Punjab province. They claimed one man forcibly converted her to Islam and married her. In December, police rescued Farah, who was then only 12. Since then, she's been living in a shelter home. Last month, police dropped an investigation against the Muslim man and claimed she married him willingly. According to the Lahore-based Centre for Social Justice, 162 cases of questionable conversions of Christian girls were reported in Pakistan's media between 2013 and November 2020. Christian leaders have demanded justice after a Protestant church in northern Bangladesh was vandalised and looted by Muslims on February the 10th. Pastor Lovlu Levy of the Emmanuel Church of Bangladesh said the attackers destroyed the church signboard, cut down trees, entered the church after breaking the lock and left with 30 chairs and two floor mats worth 14,000 taka or 167 US dollars. He alleged that the attackers were instigated by hate speeches against minorities by Islamic clerics. He claimed local police were influenced by Muslim leaders and the church has been accused of conversion. The pastor recalled that in 2015 he received death threats from extremists and in 2019 a group of Muslims physically assaulted him on his way to the church. Police described the incident as a land dispute and denied the presence of any church. Bangladesh Christian Association refuted the police claims and demanded justice for the attack. In Myanmar, Catholic clergy, religious and laypeople have joined public protests against the military coup. Hundreds of Catholics, including dozens of nuns, marched on the streets of Yangon and recited prayers and the rosary last Sunday. Youths held placards reading Free Aung San Suu Kyi and We Support CDM, referring to the civil disobedience movement that has been slowly gaining momentum across Myanmar. Catholic nuns joined marches on the streets, said prayers at convents and offered snacks to protesters in Yangon and elsewhere. Meanwhile, Archbishop Marco Tinwin of Mandalay extended moral support to protesters. He stood in front of Sacred Heart Cathedral with some priests and held a placard with the words People's Desire, Free Detained Leaders, Oppose Military Rule in Burmese script as thousands of anti-coup protesters rallied in the streets of Mandalay.
Myanmar's military, led by General Min Aung Hlaing, ousted the ruling National League of Democracy government and arrested top party leaders, including civilian leader Aung San Suu Kyi, on February the 1st. The coup returned the war-torn country to military rule after it had slowly adapted to democracy in 2011, following five decades of military government. That's all for this week. Log on to ucanews.com for daily news and commentaries and subscribe to Daily Newsletter. If you want to get in touch with us, send us a direct message through our Twitter handle at UCA News. We also need your help to sustain this reporting. Go to ucanews.com slash donate and contribute whatever you can. Today's producer was Binu Alex. Until next week, ciao. 